Let me show you how to do a singing bitch greasy. You was by Lennox, you're the one on Peachtree. I was with Dimitri. See you when you're loving hip hop men, DC. Welcome to Trashy Ring Attire. I'm BD. And I'm Q. And it is time to get trashy. For Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, for the first time in a long time. Um, for the first time in a little while, yeah. It's the it's easy it's tougher for the it's tougher for the uh, it's easier for the classy guys though because we have to make it good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's fine to put out you know, uh, what what does Triple H call it? B plus content on a weekly basis. B plus so, content. Yeah. You need that A yeah. uh, that A quality A one quality takes a uh, takes a little bit of time, you know, and it's worth the That's wait. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, we've got a lot to get to, but uh, I want to make sure everybody knows that this will be a Roman Reigns free episode. Yeah. Um, I just kind of don't give a shit anymore. Not just uh, WWE. I think we, 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 yeah, we <laughs> talked about it a little bit last time, and apparently that has carried right over to the show. Yeah. Um, Chris and Joel had a lot of interest in what would happen when he got back, and there's just nothing, even though he was gone, and there's just nothing new there, is there? No. no. I there's mean, just, he's not being pushed, so good, I guess. Yeah. Well, except that now, yeah, maybe, but I don't know, because now that they've split it again, and he's going to be like the main guy on Raw, is my guess. Yeah. Um, maybe. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. It, it was an, it's been an interesting month. Mm. Um, so let's just, let's just go with, I mean, I, I think we should start with Sasha Banks for sure. Ah, yes. Um, so this is obviously your most excited uh, topic. Sasha mm. Banks has her, uh, Sasha Banks has the women's title for anybody who doesn't know. I just about said divas there, but I caught myself this time. Um, conditioning. yeah, that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, you know, an unexpected win for Sasha, for sure. Um, not an unexpected win, but maybe where the win took place. So let me ask you that. Would you rather this win have taken place at SummerSlam? You know, I kind of do. But at the same time, like, I think it was... I see why they might have... I see why they did it. It's because to mark... Um, to mark, I guess... I, and, and please, punch me in the face if this sounds so repetitive, but to mark the start of the new era. Um, of, yeah, of it was kind of the big, one of the big, one of the big things they did on that raw was Sasha. Yeah. Um, I wish so that was interesting. That, I wish they would have closed that raw with that personally, but um, well, that was a great match too. Yeah. Holy crap. That, that moonsault, the, like those two moonsaults that Charlotte pulled out were just, Oh, and that yeah. dive that Sasha did that like almost for certain made me think that she uh, broke her neck and her shoulder. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was a great match. Yeah. Well, congrats to Sasha. I think she's probably been our favorite diva a couple years running now. Yep. Um, so that that's pretty cool. So uh, rematch at SummerSlam, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, early predictions, who do you think takes that match? Because one of the really nice things I like about that is I, gen- I could see them going either way with it. So in addition to it being a good, you know, we know it's going to be a good match going in. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. But it's also not horribly predictable who's going to win. I kind of want them to take so the what belt. Do you think? I, I kind of want them to take the belt off Sasha. Okay, now explain that. I kind of want her to like have a Daniel Bryan esque run, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think they gave her the belt to build up Bailey. Um, I think, maybe yeah. I think they they gave her the belt. She's going to have a very uh, very good run, a dominant run, 
um, mm-hmm. until WrestleMania, and you know, an eventual heel turn will take place, and Bailey will definitely be on the main roster by then. And when that, yeah, and and I and that's just going to be the WrestleMania match. And hell, um, I I mean, this is wishful thinking, but I I know a lot of us can see that being main event, like the main event of WrestleMania, just just based off of match caliber. I agree, especially depending on what else they've traditionally been putting on WrestleMania cards. Now, um, it, so interestingly enough, you know, this this is kind of a nice segue. We we saw Bailey. At the pay-per-view, I think everybody predicted that it was going to be Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool to see her get such an amazing reaction. Uh, I, I, I personally loved it. Um, but it kind of leads me into this whole draft thing, which will probably be the bulk of this. Um, I think that the first couple rounds of the draft made sense as to who people were picking. Yeah. Um, but as it went along, it just it kind of lost most of its appeal. Um, I, they had they had an opportunity to you know if they want to get both shows off the ground, they really had an opportunity I think to do it. When you've got Joe and Nakamura and Bailey and all these other people, mm-hmm. um, it kind of doesn't make a boatload of sense to me. What were your what were your thoughts on that? Um, I thought the draft was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and that's that, that, that's what I mean. Like, I, I, I do think that the first couple rounds made perfect sense. It yeah. was exactly sort of what I saw them doing, and it was after that I was like, okay, holy shit, Rod's got Nakamura, SmackDown's got Joe, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, Miz and Sheamus were drafted. Yeah, and 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 they got the guys that they got from NXT. You know, it it you know, and, and maybe they are planning on bringing some of those people up sooner than later, mm-hmm. but. What I took out of it, the positive that I took out of it is I kind of don't really need to worry about watching Raw or SmackDown like I thought I might. And I would have liked to have been excited to watch those shows. Mm. And it's not that I won't give them a shot, but NXT is still kind of the top show. You still think so? You know, I think that Finn had done everything that he could do there. Mm. One of the things I like about NXT is that people can't stay there forever. Yeah. They kind of have a defined beginning, middle and end. Sami Zayn, there wasn't really a lot for him to do in NXT. Mm -hmm. So they moved him along. Uh, Kevin Owens, same thing. Finn Balor, same thing. Joe and Nakamura, I'm sure will eventually get there. Yeah. Uh, I have no doubt of that, but at the same time, you know, who's been removed from NXT that makes it, an inferior show now. That's well, one of the nice things about NXT is it has such a deep talent roster that you know. No, you're 100 percent right. My my only issue is that like I feel like um, when it comes to NXT, if they have a weakness, um, which you know it's it's really like you'd be hard pressed to find one. But um, the one thing that I think might be a weakness right now, like at the moment, is that mm-hmm. they don't nece- they haven't necessarily built anyone up to that to like who else is going to challenge joe except for nakamura who else could you see challenging him aside from nakamura that is a tough one i mean i think you could have aries do it and that would be pretty fun in fact i think that's how you kind of make aries now you know yeah. he had to he he went down to nakamura which is is a weird thing uh not a not a bad match or a bad decision by any means, but you know it, it does kind of leave areas stalled. Um, well, I would definitely 
Yeah, but like he's right now, Austin Aries is in a feud with No Way Jose. Like this is this is the thing. Yep. They're, they're not, and, and nothing against No Way Jose. I think he's actually not a bad wrestler. Um, no, he's not. No, he's. I mean, the only issue that I have right now is that you know they haven't really built anyone up to that level, and you know that's like the men's division. I mean, I don't. Who the hell is there to challenge Oscar? You know. Um, well, what, and, and what tag teams do you have left besides the revival? You know, it's it's no. Really, I agree. You, it's, and sorry. I I agree with you. I I guess I guess I think that with 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 NXT being NXT, they will not have a problem building up other people. I see people with potential there. You know, you have Aries get done with Jose. You know, you have Aries do a couple. You know, and, and it, it's not such a big climb. The gap between the middle of NXT and the top of NXT is not as big as the gap between uh, a mid card on Raw and a world title on Raw, mm-hmm. uh, or the universal title, which makes me <laughs> fucking cringe. And we'll get and we'll get to that. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. Like I kind of, I kind of, you know, they, I think they really had an opportunity there to get Ron SmackDown off the ground. I think that they sorely underestimate. I think they looked at like who can we use for this awesome women's division on Raw. Mm-hmm. As opposed to NXT is the most over thing we have with our existing fan base. Let's raid the shit out of it, yeah. And let NXT bring uh, NXT will come back on his own. The brand is strong enough that people will be patient enough to bring more people up. You yeah. know, I I I think I, I think if I would have left one person in NXT, it would have been Aries. I would have had Aries beat Joe, and then I would have gotten Joe off that show. And along with along with Nakamura and a few others, and then you know you build up people to fight Aries. Mm-hmm. That that that's I mean that, there are a number of ways they could have do it. That's just the one that came to my head. You know, yeah. Uh, when when it when it happened, yeah. You know, instead you have somebody like Shane and Brian and uh, Foley and Steph. Mm-hmm. At least three of them, you would think, based on the people that they are and the characters that they've been playing would take a look at The Miz and realize that they're NXT draft picks. It's just like, The Miz, Shinsuke Nakamura, we got to go with The Miz. <laughs> like, that's that's Joel logic. Yeah. Like, oh. that, <laughs> it, it, no, no, no offense, Joel. We're, we're going to coin but, that you know. phrase. Oh, my goodness, we're going to be using that phrase a lot. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it just it kind of didn't make any sense to me, and you know, I it, there, there, it wasn't all bad. You know, I am excited that American Alpha is on the main shows with the tag teams that they have now. I think, yeah. um, and I and Finn Balor, same thing. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what he can do on the main show. They certainly got off to a good start with him. Mm-hmm. Shall we transition into? Um, he, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yes. No, no, I, I was just, I was just going to say the exact same thing. Okay. Um, were you surprised at all by what they did with Finn on that show? Oh, hell yes! I think everybody was. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, just from the start of Raw, it was. Um, first of all, kudos to Stephanie McMahon for uh, running down Roman Reigns. That shit was hilarious. I mean, it was. Just, yeah. You just don't expect that, but she fucking buried him. Like it was so unexpected that she would do that, but. Um, yeah. It was it was very yeah. well done. Um, Seth Rollins obviously is the is still the catered to guy, um, which is fine. I mean, I have no yep. I have no issue with Seth Rollins being at the top of the card. Um, no, God no. But like when they mentioned Balor, like the entire crowd erupted. Yeah, um, which wasn't necessarily surprising, but you know, 
it's just you, I, the only the, way that the I can treatment just, of Balor uh-huh. the, the treatment of Balor makes me think that they do know what you know some of some of the gems that they built up in NXT yeah you know if, if they needed any other you know justification you could point to Sammy and Zayn or sorry, Sammy and Owens and what they've done and the match their matches that have gotten the best reactions of the matches on uh, any match on the recent pay-per-views that they've had. Yeah. Um, but then they do stuff like they bring up Nia Jackson, not Bailey. Like it, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, you, I, I, I don't know what their thinking is. Um, well, I think they I brought up Nia Jax to have a feud with, uh, with Sasha whenever uh, she's done with Charlotte. Like you're gonna yeah. need, you're gonna need some type of like huge adversity for her to conquer um, as champion, and I think Nia Jax is is the one to get to get her to that point. Because um, you know how WWE loves to really focus on like powerhouses. So. I do, and I understand that. But I mean, to me, and actually, this is one thing that Joel brought up on Classy that that I kind of agreed with they did the draft around what they want the feuds on the shows to be, as opposed to building the strongest possible roster that they could on the show. And you know what, in their defense, they could bring up anybody they want anytime. Yeah. Um, unless they've made some kayfabe rule that they can't do that mm-hmm. in which case, whatever. But um, y- yeah, I mean, <laughs> if I, you know, if I'm on that show and I mean, granted, I'm not your typical WWE viewer probably, but if I'm on that show and I know there are six NXT draft picks, the first thing I do is I draft three of them. Yeah. And definitely. then I, it, depending on what my opponent depending on what the other show drafts, I draft however many NXT picks there are left, Yeah, you know, cause if you want to take, like what, what would the top six, what were the top six? I think, uh, it was Rollins, Seth, Dean, Am- yeah, Rollins, Ambrose, uh, Reigns, Cena, was it, was it Cena? No, no, it was Charlotte. Cena was no, it oh, was, Charlotte. Yeah, yeah okay. Charlotte was um, the third one, and then I think it was Reigns. I think. Yeah, Reigns, and then you know, so so that that's four or five. Oh, so okay, Lesnar, uh, right? Yeah. So that's a pretty solid bunch of picks. Yeah, but if there's any roster that can compete with that, and if you want people to do, I mean, NXT's got such a built-in audience. I don't know why you wouldn't have just been like. Yep, those are good picks. Okay, Joe Nakamura. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like and just and Finn and and American. That that you you could build a show around that. That would be mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of I guess I took for granted that that was the direction they were going to go. Um, but it was also really tough to tell what direction they were going to go because we they never really greatly explained how the titles are going to work. Yeah. Um, so let's transition into that next because this I don't even I think I fully understand yet. So. Two world titles. Okay, we're back to that. Um, we started this show when they were amalgamating the titles into one. Yeah. So now we're back to two. Mm-hmm. Now, I think when we were talking, I think it might have been in the chat, but mm-hmm. I believe that you said you're back on board with having the two titles. Yeah. I mean, to be completely honest, it's because I was, uh, as of late, um, since we've been kind of uh, on a hiatus from TRA, um, I've been re-watching some of the uh, 2002 draft. Um, right. Raws and Smackdowns and um, just basically following the storylines until uh, Brock Lesnar uh, made the uh, WWE title exclusive to Smackdown. So there's right. this entire time uh, where they had the to- the undisputed title be a floater belt. And yep. 
that shit was. There a- was like I think it was like a couple months or something, right? It was like it wasn't from, very long. It was from February all the way until September. So really, yeah. It was, okay, it, it but was that, a, my my mistake then. I didn't know that because like they they started with uh, the draft started with I'm trying to think the draft started with like during during February. Or was it? After? Yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't February. My mistake. The draft started in in either March or April. So it was March or April all the way to September, because um, it was after WrestleMania. It was after Triple H won it, um, and then they kept going. Like, uh, let's see, Triple H, Hogan, um, Undertaker, Rock, right. and then Lesnar. Right. Um, so they were hot potatoing the belt too, and that might have been a part of this, but it was just a convoluted mess. Like when they had a floater belt. It was fucking... So it, that's fair. It was just... It, it just... That, there were weird fucking matches that when... Um, whatever whatever show that the number one contender was on, um, the other show, when the uh, champion was on the other show, like, it didn't make any sense for him to be on there. He was just kind of wasting his time. A lot of times it was like a stupid... Pro- like, Undertaker was on Raw when he had a title match with Triple H. He was on SmackDown, I think, and then... The whole the the only thing he did on Raw was make Tommy Dreamer like drink his tobacco spit, which was Ugh. like yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't fucking make any sense. Um, they just had the champion there just to be on there. So like I think that's why like having two titles at this point would probably be a lot more practical and like building sensible programming. See, I think. I don't know that I would necessarily, you know, I think if it's revealed that the number one contender this month is SmackDown, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I would do. I would do one month the contender is Raw and the next month the contender is SmackDown. And I think for that month you have the champion appear on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on, you know, say if it's on SmackDown this month, then on Raw you can have a top feud, plus you can have a feud over who's going to be the number one contender. I, I don't think that the right way to do it is the way you just described, the way they did it initially. Yeah. But here's the thing with having two champions. Um, there are two things about it. Number one, um, there's going to be a belt that's going to be looked at as lesser. And I think right now, um, Ambrose versus Ziggler, it's going to be a great match. I'm excited about it, but it's definitely not going to be main eventing that pay-per-view. And it makes it feel... Nope. And I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah, my garage door is getting fixed. So, uh... Okay. (laughs) So, uh... I, and and I, it, it makes it feel a little bit like uh, Dean is back in the mid card. That's what it feels like. The fact that it's Ziggler doesn't help. And I love the fact that Ziggler is getting that shot. Mm-hmm. I think that that's great. I think it's unexpected. I think Ziggler deserves to get back up there. I, you know, I, I, I never gave up on Ziggler like our turncoat friends at the Classy Ring Attire crew. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, to be you fair, know, I, I, I think that's great. Um, yeah, but... I know you did. I was being kind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like that to you. No, uh, not this early. It, I mean, I mean, okay. I know I know it's really easy for that knee jerk reaction to happen. And don't get me wrong, I, I it's not a wrong thing to happen. I mean, like it's it's definitely um, if history has shown us anything, um, it is that you know they definitely did follow that pattern of one of the t- world titles being a secondary belt. Uh, instead of both shows being on equal footing. Um, right. But I think that they actually have a chance to build both rosters if they do it right. Like, you know, I agree. I think that, like, I, I think if they ignore their inclination to focus on the show that might be getting more ratings or selling more shirts, 
I think if they um, if they ignore that inclination and actually just try to build um, both shows evenly, um, I just think that it would be it would be much better. Like look at NXT, right? NXT has always been like it's never been looked at as the main show. However, you know, it's not just a cult following. I think like even nope. the mainstream audience will prefer NXT over Raw and SmackDown. Um, at least before the well, especially draft. if you put that product in front of them, yeah, absolutely. yeah, exactly. So, like, and you know, to top this, um, to top all this, uh, you know, they have, um, I know they're they're planning on two um, pay per views uh, every month now. Now one, yeah, I one know. for each, uh, sh- one for each brand, which is fine. I mean, if that's what you're I don't mind to, that. Yeah, I don't either because the pay per views have been stellar. Um, so if they have more uh, paper like goods and like good quality pay per views with good quality matches on them, um, then by all means keep more of those coming, um, especially if you're like post brand split. So I, I think I think that yeah. like I think they have a different perspective going into this draft, um, and they sh- and and that gives me a little bit of hope because you know you're right it doesn't necessarily seem like. Um, Ambrose versus Ziggler is like a main event tier match, but it really is. Like, I mean, it is, and it will be the probably be the best match on the card unless Sammy and Owens have uh, a death match to cap off their feud. Well, but I mean, uh, Balor, it probably I, will be the best match on the card. I, 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 I agree. It'll probably be the match I enjoy the most. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest though. Like, I, I don't even know because Balor and Rollins is probably going to be an incredible match too. <laughs> um, it so. is. It is. So like, you know, it's it's kind of hard to tell. Um, I mean, it, it's very easy to kind of fall into that whole perspective of WWE looking at Ambrose and Ziggler as not a top main event type of match, but maybe things are kind of shifting. Like no, like nobody would have called Balor being the number one contender and beating Roman clean no. on Monday Night Raw on his first night on Raw, um, but it no. happened. Nobody could have called Ziggler beating Cena and AJ Styles out for the number one contendership, but it happened. Nope. Um, They've done good things. I'm, I'm not saying they haven't done good things. Yeah, so I think it's just one of those things where, like, if they fight off that natural inclination to just focus on the one show that's, like, immediately getting the best ratings, um, then maybe we should stay, kind of stave off of that natural inclination of uh, seeing like the SmackDown main event as maybe being treated as a mid card belt. Maybe they are just trying to push a good feud and like between two. So I, I, I think, you know, the, the problem is <laughs> I, I also think it feels the other thing that makes it feel second tier to me is Ambrose finally got, and I mean, we talked about that. Ambrose finally got what we've been hoping him to get forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he manages to retain even after the draft. And then they, when they draft him to SmackDown with the belt, which was exciting. Uh, and then they made another belt. And it kind of does, you know, you, you say that they have learned from the mistakes and let's hope that they did. But this is kind of exactly what they did last time. They had Lesnar, a SmackDown guy, take it. And then they had Triple H create his belt on Raw, uh, which at first, and I think even for the following WrestleMania, that belt didn't main event, uh, didn't main event WrestleMania. But every WrestleMania after that, it did. And 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and that was when Lesnar was staying in the picture. And that was when SmackDown was even the stronger show. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that, you know, and SmackDown may very well be the stronger show this time. But, and, and not that it matters to me one way or the other, as long as the cards are solid, then it, I could care less which show produces what. But it, it does sort of seem a little bit clunky. Um, that also carries us into the women's belt now. So mm-hmm. they've, they only, they're only going to have one women's belt, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet they've drafted women to both shows. How does that work? Well, yeah, and that was a really odd um, segment on SmackDown, too, where, like, what did they have? Alexa Bliss come out, and then, like, every, like, Naomi, and, like, I think um, Eva Marie, and, like, Carmella, and everybody came out and, like, argued over, like, you know, you got to go to the back of the line, and we're, like, back, I'm watching this, like, back of the line to what? You guys don't have a fucking title. For what? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Well, that's exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly it. And and that, and that was right when I saw them kind of building an undercard and I did we don't need to spend a ton on ton of time on this but uh, one of the matches I quite liked and I didn't see talked about a lot on the pay-per-view was um uh Bailey or uh, not Bailey sorry um Natalia and oh boy yes thank you Becky Lynch um I really liked the match I thought it was you know it was a good start to a feud Uh um I wasn't totally uh I wasn't totally thrilled that Natalia won but that being said, you know, I, I think it's easy to overlook Natalia because she's been around for a long time and for a while she was the best wrestler on the roster. Yeah. But, um, you know, it does kind of set up a fun feud that's not necessarily for the belt. So they're almost building an undercard for that women's belt. Yeah. But you throw them on – well, so, so, so then what? Well, um, I, I think you and should I, – I, I, I mean, I think unless the, the women's belt is a floater belt, you do need a second belt. Like, I just – Either that or, like, you know, build, like, either an intercontinental women's belt or something like that and, you know, tell the women on the, on the SmackDown roster, you know, elevate this belt higher than the women's belt on Raw or something like that. You know, there's really nothing yeah. else to do because, like, obviously they're not floating the champion. Like, they're not – Sasha's not going to be on both shows. Um, no. But they do, no. But they do need something to, like, maintain credibility in the women's division on SmackDown. And let's be honest, like, that division is pretty good. Like, I didn't know. No, it is. That. Absolutely. They, I, they've never had a women's roster deep enough to split before. And I, I don't think it's horribly, horribly deep enough to split. But it is also the strongest women's roster they've ever had, ever. Yeah, like... Uh, so I'm, that, I'm not saying it's impossible. They had what? Like, they, they have Becky Lynch and Natalia. And then, like, they, Alexa Bliss, who is fantastic in the ring. Uh, Naomi, who's probably the most underrated women's wrestler on the roster. Um, Carmella, who's... I'd, who's uh, you know, an up and comer and she's doing really well. And Eva Marie, who's not bad. Um, you know, <laughs> she's not bad. She, you just about choked. You just about choked on that there. She's, she's better than Brie Bella. Um, but <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> um, Agreed. So like, I think they can definitely build like a couple of like matches and like two, at least two programs um, coming out of like the SmackDown women's division fairly easily. Yeah. No, I, I agree, and I'm I'm not necessarily opposed to the idea of having two belts if they do it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they have to keep, you know. I, I still would have preferred a traveling champion. I, I definitely would have because I think you can help build an a, a, an upper mid card and a, and and a mid card better that way. But if they they do, they do have a roster that's big enough that if they want to have two world titles, if they want to have two women's titles, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's like UFC with weight classes without the actual weight limit. Yeah. Um, so, okay, let's carry that thought on to the tag team division. 
Oh God. Do they um, have two did they have two sets of tag titles? Because I'm pretty sure they have tag teams on both shows. Well, who do they have on Raw? They have well they they have a New Day and Club feud. Um, they have New Day and Club, they have Enzo and Cass on Enzo Raw, Cass, I believe. Yeah. Um, they, uh, where's American Alpha again? Smackdown. I forget which show. Yeah, okay. So what the hell do they do? I don't know. Um, See, this is what I mean. Do yeah. you then? Well, so who do you I would, get, I would you say... Create? I would you, know say how hard, you know how hard it's going to be to score the fucking TRA open if they keep doing this? <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the number one concern here. Um, yes. 100%. Because You don't do the spreadsheet, Q. I do. I know, no. I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> How many fucking how many fucking gift cards are we gonna be giving out? Um, I know. <laughs> Not made of money. <laughs> um, I will say that um, the tag titles were the were were the um, one set of titles that I thought made the most sense to be the floater titles. Because I, I just don't think okay. that, I, I don't think the roster the tag title or the tag roster is deep enough for them to split. Like we're gonna have one of those Usos versus, um, who did they fight for like a year? Oh fuck! Wasn't it like the Colognes or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. The um, Usos and versus Epico and Primo or something like that, and then they just kept fighting, yeah. and then it was just Usos versus Dudleys, and it just did yeah. not stop. No, and it never will again. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but, but that, that, that's what I mean. I mean, what do you possibly do with that? Um, I don't think... Uh, fuck. Yeah, I, I, we talked about it. They, they, do, they have a stronger, do they have a strong enough roster to do both shows plus NXT? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do they have a strong enough roster to have two tag divisions, two women's divisions, two world title divisions. They already kind of have two mid-card belts, so that's already kind of there. Yeah. Um, I don't... And yes, the middle of the card does get jumbled, so they absolutely have enough people with that. Yeah. Um, But then, uh, again, what about the cruiserweights now? So the cruiserweights are exclusive to Raw, yes? Yes. Well, they have cruiserweights on SmackDown. Yeah, now the cruiserweight division is a the cruiserweight division is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, I like I like the idea. I, I love the cruiserweight classic, and we can get into that. Yeah. Um, but I, and I don't think the cruiserweights should only be able to go after the cruiserweight belt. I think it's a division that you have to be light enough to compete in. I think but, that's how they're going to um, treat it too. And I think and that, and that's a good thing. So don't yeah. get me wrong. But I think that. Uh, yeah, so as long as cruiserweights have the ability to go after the world title if they want to, then that's fine. Mm. But what do you do with the cruiserweights on SmackDown? They go for the IC title. I don't know. Fine. I mean, but what if they want to compete in the cruiserweight division? They just can't. I guess they can't. I guess you know they should because have of tried. the necessity of where they got drafted. Exactly. I just I, I you you see all the things that I'm highlighting here, right? Like I foresee messiness. Is hey, well, the, it, I, I foresee clunkiness and messiness. It is going to be clunky and it is going to be messy. I mean, like unfortunately, I think that the division should have been a little bit um, exclusive. Like I think if you're going to put the cruiserweights on one show, then tag teams need to go on another. Like, yes, it, it, I agree. Um, and as for as far as the women's belt goes, like yeah, you're gonna if you um, if you split the women's roster, which is fine. I can see. Uh, the depth of the women's roster uh, able to be split, then you need two belts or a floater belt. Um, but, you know, I just... I would have done a women's tag belt. That's what I would have Oh, that would have been fantastic, yeah. 
Um, I mean, yeah. obviously Sasha and Bailey were already like hashtagging the boss and hug connection. That would have been fantastic. Yes. Um, it would have been fantastic. Yeah. Um, but you know, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, but they're if, still at the beginning stages of this, so they're yeah. gonna, it's going to be clunky. They're going to have to work out well, the things. And, and you know, I, I think if if they want to, mm-hmm. you're right. I, I think we even talked a little bit about the way they could do it. Okay, tags on one show, cruiserweights on another show. Mm-hmm. Uh, women's belt on one show, women's tag on the other show. There's even a nice progression there mm-hmm. um, that you could you, you could do over the years. Yeah. Um, you know, US on one, IC on the other. That's a no brainer. Um, but in that case. All the cruiserweights on one show, all the tag teams on the other show. Yeah. Like, I guess I don't have the confidence that now that they have, um, now that they have American Alpha on SmackDown mm-hmm. uh, and the tag team belts are on Raw, I don't have the confidence that they've thought up a plan for that yet. <laughs> like, well, oh, wait. <laughs> and American Alpha are just standing there like, uh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're probably the best tag team uh, on the roster, but, you know. Yes. they Honestly, That's American Alpha point. probably is the best tag team on that entire roster. Um, I agree. But, 100%. But, you know, I mean, we'll just have to see what they do. Obviously, they're not going to just leave American Alpha stranded on SmackDown um, without a belt or without something to fight for. Um, I think there's a program in the works. Um, Shelton Benjamin is coming back, so that might have something to do with Yep. That. Uh, he's coming to SmackDown. Yep. I also know that Carlito is probably going to go to Raw, so he'll probably be working with the Shining Stars. Um, those will be those will be those will be interesting ones. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing those guys back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's that that's really good. Sheldon Benjamin in particular, you know, I never thought that Sheldon uh, really got his just due. Oh uh, hell no! You always you always got the sense that they appreciated him and what he could do at yeah. least. Like he he was like the Kofi of the Money in the Bank match. Oh yeah, definitely. Like how how they treat how they treat Kofi in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. That was that was that was Sheldon's thing. Like, hey, we need you to go jump off this fucking thing and <laughs> be like. And he was just like, whatever you need, like yeah. you know. Uh, and 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 that's fine. Um, one of the best matches I ever remember seeing in the Raw from 2000 to 2010 was uh, Sheldon and Shawn Michaels. Oh yeah, that was an incredible um, match. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm not trying to say this is going to be an unmitigated disaster. Like a lot of people on the internet, I mm-hmm. think the, the first, uh, brand exclusive run, the brand exclusive SmackDown were good shows. I watched highlights, um, and they definitely pulled out some unexpected stuff. They definitely pulled out some unexpected matches. Mm-hmm. Um, with regards to the draft though, one thing that I do want to touch on before we get off this, uh, mm-hmm. is Paige deserves better. We had a, uh, a little preview of a, of a, of a discussion Christ, on this. Yeah. So I was actually largely unaware of this until uh, it was pointed out in our thread with the classy guys. So apparently there's been a hashtag going around, yeah. Paige deserves better. And I think it was in relates, relation to her being drafted so far down. Yes. Um, so let's hear your thoughts on that. So I got into a few Twitter wars with some fans who some of them actually got so uh, upset that I made a valid point that they ended up blocking me and then... Um, are blocking uh, TRA and <laughs> and we don't have enough followers for you to be alienating <laughs> these kind of people. But continue. <laughs> um, yeah, it just it was just really weird because my whole thing about this is Paige when she 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 won the the title on on her first night on 
on Raw. Like, yep, absolutely. Throughout that whole year, she was in main event feuds. Like, she was a she was the top women's wrestler, and yep, I don't. And that's how they booked her. Like, it wasn't like they booked her inappropriately. They booked her really well. Like, and nobody could say like Paige didn't deserve it because everyone was like, okay, yeah, she's a good wrestler. She definitely deserves a push. Um, my only issue right now, yep. like with people hashtagging Paige deserves better, is that okay? She's already established. You have superstar, or you have yep. superstars. You have women wrestlers on there who have not gotten half the half the accolades that, or the booking that Paige has got. Becky Lynch is continuously jobbing. Natalia is finally, after years of fart gimmicks and losing and yep. shitty shitty matches that they put her in against, yep. against the Bellas and Alicia Fox has finally, st- they're finally giving her an appropriate push, you know, for sure. Uh, Naomi, who is like literally the most underrated women's wrestler on the entire roster has gotten okay. nothing. Like she's gotten one title, yep. match, you know, um, yep. you know, there are wrestlers on there. There are women wrestlers on there who are, who have, who are just as deserving as Paige for that push if not more but have not gotten half the booking now if if you're complaining about page deserves better but at the same time if we look at what's going on in the women's division now like i don't understand what the complaint is what do you think she deserves better than sasha and charlotte no that you can't fucking make that claim i'm sorry you're fucking delusional and biased as fuck if you were if you were to say that um i'm not even a huge fan of charlotte as a person um, just because I've heard some pretty nasty stories about her. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, not, not to say that, like, not, not like personally, like I, I've heard that she kind no, of, no, 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 um, no, I understand. Not, I've heard she treats her fans kind of oddly. I could be wrong. If I am wrong, please, uh, correct me on that. She, and I, I kind of have issues with wrestlers who treat their fans kind of shitty. Um, same, mm-hmm. same reason why I have an issue with Ric Flair. Cause like I heard like, um, a friend of a friend of mine actually got a milkshake thrown in his face by Ric Flair because it wasn't the right texture um, that Flair wanted. So anyway, um, assholes aside, um, yeah, Charlotte is like on another level. Like if you were, if you put her on par with like if you if you compare her to Paige, Paige is great. Paige is a great wrestler. She was the top wrestler when you had the likes of um, the Bellas and Alicia Fox and Michelle McCool on the roster. Um, but like now, I mean, she's still like. Paige is still at the, at a point where you can put her in a match with anyone that I've listed, Charlotte, Sasha Banks, and everyone, and they'd still have a good match. And no one would ever okay. question if, like, if you gave the belt to to Paige today, like, if if Sasha and Paige were to have a match, and Paige won, like, a clean win, you wouldn't necessarily question her legitimacy of winning because you're like, no. well, it's Paige, of course, you know, she's of course here's, uh huh, okay, here's here's here's. And 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 you're not totally wrong. And whoever was arguing with you made kind of a moronic point. But mm-hmm. the only the only counter that I would say to that is mm-hmm. um, you mentioned Natalia. Uh, you mentioned Natalia. You know, mm-hmm. Natalia is finally getting the matches she should have been having when she was around. Natalia was around the longest when we had models who they tried to train as wrestlers. Yes. You know, um, and, you know, so I agree with you. I think the fact that Natalia is getting that now is great. Um, Paige was not there that long uh-huh. um, before we got an influx of great talent. 
Um, the thing it kind of reminded me of was when uh, Taz came in and had a great debut, beat Kurt Angle. Yeah. Um, and then I believe it was the next night, and I might have to go back and check that, that the Radicals showed up. Yeah. And Taz was kind of an afterthought because they had a very similar gimmick style, you know, deal uh, as he did. And he kind of got lost in the shuffle. Now, I think that, you know, Paige, less so than Natalia, keep in mind, mm. um, is kind of a victim of the same thing. She came in when everybody thought AJ was the best wrestler in the world. And we talked about that. Yeah, I don't I don't share that sentiment. Um, but I think Paige. It is definitely up there with Natalia in terms of talented women. And I think Natalia can hang with pretty much anybody on that roster. But I think that Paige can too. Now, is Paige my favorite out of that? No, but she's kind of up there. Yeah, you but know? she's already I, I do. I, I think she she is, but she was established in a completely different time. And but she's still it was before like... the it, oh, sorry, it was sorry. before this division really it was before this division really came to prominence. And I'd like to see her. I, I and I think and, and I think you can use that to her advantage. By the way, yeah. I think you can almost turn that into a gimmick for her. You know, I would like to see Paige as the next opponent for Sasha. Well, this I would is... like to see Paige go full on NXT character, screaming "crazy lady" uh-huh. on Sasha. Well, my, my I think you've got a different dynamic there that you could have a really, really fun feud too. I, I would love that. I, I, I have nothing against Paige uh, being like Sasha's next opponent. I again, I have no problem with her even beating Sasha. Like, like I said, like that, okay. that makes that makes like on the grounds of actual talent and booking that makes complete sense because, like I said, she's established. The problem is right now the focus is establishing more women in the division who haven't yep. been who haven't been top tier yet, who haven't been booked as top tier yet, even though they have the talent to get there. So Paige is already there. Like, right now, Paige is there. Sasha wasn't there, even. Like, she didn't hold the belt. Becky Lynch is not there yet. They haven't booked her that way. Her talent is there. They're well, very, that's the thing. Like, they're, they're not... They haven't been booked as established uh, main eventers yet. Um, if you want to get technical, Paige never held that belt either. Yeah, but... And I think that that, that, that Divas belt is a dip, represents a very different women's division than the women's division we have today. I completely agree with you, but, like, it's... It's also like it's very much like right now if 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 Naomi won the belt it would mean more okay. than if Paige won the belt because Naomi is is just as talented as all the wrestlers that we've listed. She can hang with all of them. However, okay. she's not established yet. Paige has already been established. So right now you can you can literally drop Paige at any point in any main event feud. For the, for any women for any top tier women's title, and nobody would question it. But if you did okay. that with Becky Lynch right now, you'd have a question. Like it would be questionable because she's been jobbing for the past God knows how long. If you did that with Naomi right now, it would be questionable. Like even Natalia. Like when Natalia was wrestling Charlotte for like the past two two to three months, like the first time yeah. she did it, people were like, "Why is Natalia in a title feud? This this is really weird." Yeah. Like because she's not established as a main eventer yet. Um, and she wasn't until well, she is now, but she wasn't. She wasn't. She she and she still hasn't held the belt yet. So I think like that's what you have to think of in terms of like you know Paige deserves better. Like yeah, but 
not really, because she already got, like, she's already established, and in comparison to all the other talented women wrestlers in WWE, like, nobody's complaining, nobody's saying Natalia, or, um, yeah, Natalia deserves better, or Naomi deserves better, or Becky deserves better, nobody's hashtagging that, they're only hashtagging Paige because Paige is clicking with a cult following, and that's why that hashtag is born. So, it's, it's a bias hashtag. Like, if you were to say book women book more women wrestlers as established wrestlers, then it'd be one thing. But that's not what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. focusing on one wrestler, and they're only focusing on her because she has a cult following. Okay. I, I guess I guess I would say to that that um, I think Paige maybe previously would have been looked at as a top tier. I don't, I don't know that I miss, and I, I don't think Paige has been the, the victim of bad booking, to speak to your point. Um, but I do think that she has been, she just, and, and through nobody's fault, uh, possibly, but I, I just think she, she's kind of fallen into an odd in-between space with, you know, when she came in, it was still very much the old Divas division. When she, when she was at her dominant point, it was still very much the old Divas division. And now uh, I do kind of see her somewhat getting lost in the shuffle. Um, but like, it's so maybe like- more inconsistent. Yeah, but, like, think about it this way. It's, like, it's kind of like Dolph Ziggler's case. Like, you know, um, to, to some extent, like, it, it's kind of like Dolph Ziggler's case to some extent, where, like, we all were yeah. worried that he would get lost in the shuffle, um, yet they pushed him here. And, I mean, obviously, this did come out of nowhere. You're 100% right. But are we questioning the legitimacy of his number one contendership? No, we're not. Like, no, it definitely, no, you're right. It definitely makes sense that Ziggler's in, in this sense. Like, you know, is it surprising that he got booked over AJ and Cena? Yeah, yes. but yes, it is. But at the same time, when he was standing in the same ring with Dean Ambrose, it's like, well, of course this makes sense. Like, Ziggler's definitely on that same level. Like, no, nobody's going to yep. say that he isn't. Um, and that's the same thing with Paige. Like, when Paige, and she will get another main event feud, um, and I, okay. and I'll, I'll even say that she'll get, she'll get many main event feuds down the road. Um, that's what it's going to be looked at. It's like, oh shit, Paige. Yeah, Paige is back. Of course, this is going to be great. And we're all going to be happy and we're going to watch a great Paige feud rivalry. Whether she wins the belt or not, she's going to be fine because everybody's going to be like, yeah, she's main event level. On top of that, like, okay. on top of that, I'm going to also say this. The onus of Paige keeping up with this new influx of women wrestlers is on her. So, just like it was... Well, she has to... She, she, yes, but she also has to be given that time and that, yeah. you know, that, that, that booking in addition to that. No, I 100% agree with that. But, like, what I'm saying okay. is that, like, if she consistently puts on great matches just like Ziggler did, and she's going to get that crowd reaction, I think now we've seen that it does pay off. Because I don't think Finn Balor would get a number one contendership match at the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Um, No, I agree. I agree. I I don't think that would happen if if booking has not been listening um, or or has not started to listen to fans. So Paige will. And and the thing is, I have faith in Paige. I know she's going to consistently put on good matches. Um, Right. But, like, if we're, like, at this point kind of, at this point only, when the when these n- non-established women wrestlers are finally given opportunities, if we're all already crying for Paige not being in the main event scene, what the fuck is she going to do when Bailey and Asuka get to the roster? 
You know, like, what, what, are, you, what are, you, are you gonna whine about that shit too? Just have faith that she can hold her own, because she can. She'll be in the division. The right. division has depth, and if the division, um, if the division itself is elevated because of the depth of talent in the roster, which it is, and it will be, then guess what? Women will have more screen time, and Paige will be involved. Yep. And so that's what you yep, have to no, I agree. Like, I think people are just misguided in this whole page is not getting like push the push the division, push the fucking division, push the push the push the matches, um, you know, cheer for the matches, cheer for every women's match that they have uh, that they're booking right now, because all the matches are, are stellar, uh, especially in they comparison are. to what they yep, have. No disagreement. And and Paige will find her place in there. I 100 percent guarantee it. All right. Well, I look forward to revisiting this in several months and seeing what Paige is doing. I hope. I, I mean, I, I hope that she's uh, at least had one main event feud with Sasha Banks by then. All right, fair enough. Um, one more thing before we uh, sign off. Um, I didn't even ask if you were watching it. I hope you are. Uh, Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, and I've actually also read um, for the future episodes as well. I mean, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to watch those uh, matches because obviously the matches have been stellar. Um, been a lot of fun watching. Um, have you? I have watched it all, yes. Um, I didn't know if I was going to or not. Um, there was a write-up that made me want to check it out, so I checked it out while I was traveling for work and watched all three that they've done so far. Um, really liked... Uh, did, did not think I would enjoy it, given that there weren't as many people I, I knew on the show. Like, I was excited to see Tajiri. I was excited to see Davari's brother. There's uh, Cedric Alexander. looks cool. Uh, obviously, Kota Ibushi. Um... By the way, Joel, uh, did you hear Joel's reaction to seeing the Kota Ibushi match? No. On CRA? He said to Chris, he's like, that wasn't his best match, was it? What? Oh, this wow. is This is the same this is, this is the same guy I sat in Chris's living room, and he, he told me how it made sense for the Miz to be Intercontinental Champion. Oh, <laughs> anyway, we could get back to that another time, but... Um, it's it, it it's sort of like it it had a lucha like vibe in the in in the to the extent that you don't it, it it just sort of reminded me you don't really necessarily need to have an established uh, roster of people that everybody knows to be able to have a good show. No, you don't. Um, it's an hour long. Mm -hmm. It's guys you haven't seen before. The crowd is into it. Um, it's I think it's a great launch pad to bring people in. Oh, you know, I could yeah. even see them. I could see value in doing like a hardcore invitational if they mm -hmm. want to bring guys of that caliber into the company. Uh, a women, you know, uh, uh, a women's tournament. I think that that could do a lot. I could do I could, that could do a lot for them. You know, yeah, let, like let, it, it's WWE it's just, raid uh, uh, raid Shimmer's roster completely. <laughs> well, exactly. And you know, if they want to beef up the rosters, this is the way to do it. They've yeah. got so many. I, I was when they first announced it. The thing that surprised me about it the most was not so much who they got. Uh, but the size of the tournament, they don't usually have the attention span for a tournament like that. I think it's a great, it's, it's just another launch pad like NXT to bring in some good talent. You can see how people react to them. You can see how they work. Uh, you know, you can get it on your TV and see what people's reaction is. So I really quite like it. Um, I enjoy the, it's sort of got a real sports presentation to it. Oh, definitely. Um, you know what I th what doesn't really click with me is that thing at the end where they raise one that thing that they got from UFC where they raise one guy's hand like we we already know who won it's not scored on points. I find that to be a little <laughs> clunky and awkward. Um, but my very very minor complaint though. Yeah, they're testing um, a lot of that stuff though. They're testing a lot of that real uh, real sports 
kind of dynamic. Like you'll see on Raw, they did the same thing where they started interviewing people by the ring after their matches. I don't mind that. Yeah. So like they're they're I don't testing think out. I, 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 yeah. They're just testing out different things. I mean that that didn't work. You're, you're right. The raising of the hand is really weird. Um, but it, I mean. It's still like the whole feel of it feels very, very different from your standard WWE tel- uh, programming. Just the way that um, it's being produced, um, and yeah, and I, and I like it. I mean, I think in a good way. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great. I think yeah. um, WWE can, like their main shows can kind of take note of what CWC or of how CWC is being presented. Yeah, I agree, and I I think you know as a way to bring guys back in the company too. Before we uh, go into our little closing bit here. Uh, I think we talked not long ago about how in their 2000s, you know, I, they dropped the ball on a few guys and I mentioned Booker T and RVD. Mm-hmm. Um, I would actually, thinking back now, I would really throw Tajiri in there too. Yeah. I, I really would. Tajiri, you know, especially then, like Tajiri's almost an old man now and he's still yet, you know, he, he still can go like crazy. Um, but, you know, I remember even in like 99 or 2000 or whatever and, you know, in ECW, it wasn't even believable that Tajiri could ever lose a match. Yeah. Um, he did a he he did a match once with Steve Carino, where it was basically like Lesnar and Cena at that SummerSlam match, except there were tables and chairs and like you you just you know that that buzzsaw name was so perfect for him, and uh, they they never really fully took advantage of that. So it is it is really cool to see Tajiri again because I haven't been able to track a lot of him down over the years. So that was you know. Well, hopefully That's we'll see more. I know they were, they were thinking of uh, bringing him back to the main roster. Um, I don't know to what that extent. That would be ideal. I, yeah. I also saw some very uh, heartwarming pictures of him and w- William Regal on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Which was kind of neat. Definitely. <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> um, last but not least, let's just uh, go over the results for our – oh, yeah. What are we going to do now that they uh, foolishly have two belts again uh, for the Open? What are we going to do there? Are we going to we'll, make the other one worth? Uh, I think what we should do, um, yeah, I think I think we definitely need to make the other one worth three as well. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think so. Just to be fair, but I think um, I think what we should do now is for the monthly gift or uh, the monthly winner, um, we should combine the two pay per views. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, that's and, fair. And then, like, unless it's a big four pay per view, that'll stand on its own. But um, okay. Because at this point, like y'all are milking our asses dry, so <laughs> yeah, they really um, fucked us on this yeah. whole two pay per views a month thing. Yeah, so um, we'll we'll go from there, and uh, I mean, I, I we'll think put the de- I, we'll put the details in the posts. Yeah, where we, we where we collect the votes exactly. So, but for now, we'll say the universal belt. God, I fucking hate that name. The raw <laughs> belt will be worth three points. Mm-hmm. Um, same as the other title and as same as the women's title. Like, what if they make another? That's another three. Anyway. Um, okay. So uh, congrats to Scott Clark. He pulled ahead of yeah. our boss, Widrow, uh, on the last uh, on the last one. Um, he's actually got a two-point lead. He managed a great wow. night with eight points. Um, so he, uh, I believe he also won. There were a bunch of people that got eight points, uh, mm-hmm. including myself and Joel, but I think Scott won the random draw for the $25 gift card. Mm-hmm, you did. All right. So, Scott, congratulations. And congratulations on taking first. Tied in second, we have Widrow and Sawyer. Sawyer had a great night. Congrats mm-hmm. to Sawyer. Um, Ty, oh, and Mecca Rabbi. He's second as, oh, no, I made an error there. That's actually not true. 
Um, Mecca Rabbi is actually tied for third with myself and Joel at mm. 39 points. Another two point difference between us and second. Uh, tied for fourth is you and Gojira. <laughs> oh, Gojira and I always. Why do you guys always? Yeah. We, we have a never ending feud. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's actually kind of fun. Um, and uh, Sanders is a little bit behind, but not by much with 37. Mm hmm. So still very much anybody's ball game. Sebastian Howard, 36. David Spain, 35. Oh, uh, Yappa, 35. Yeah. My wife also wanted to... Uh, your... Yeah, she, uh, she, was, she, she took a little offense to what you said about um, whenever you, you said her score and then you were like, she's ahead of Joel's wife. And then she like stood up and she was like, I don't give a fuck about where I am with Joel's wife. I just want the number one spot. I was like, okay. yeah, I yeah. Like, you better tell, I, I, you better I, tell BD never to fucking make that comparison again. Not, I mean, no offense to well, Heather, of course. I mean, it's, it's nothing, nothing against Heather. She's just like, don't just have us uh, going after each other because uh, we're wives. I was well, like, if this were, if if we were WWE, we'd probably create a whole title belt based on that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go. Um, so I guess the next one will be SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. um so keep your eyes open for that um we will do a show after SummerSlam, and we will uh catch up definitely is that all we got i i think so I think that. all right all right as always you can follow us until next time on twitter at tr attire tr attire you can follow myself at bd underscore cra you can follow my friend q here at jonah q k u e um Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. It's the quickest and fastest way to get new episodes. We also post them on Inside Pulse Wrestling. Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, make sure you check out the TRA Open. I'm trying to post them on Fridays um, with whatever matches have been announced by Friday. Uh, last time we missed an Usos match because they didn't announce that match till Sunday and it was <laughs> too late to get the people that already voted back into the thing. I don't know why with 31 days to announce matches, they wait until the day of. I don't know what value there is, but... Um, yeah, up. anything that's announced past. <laughs> well, I, I'm, draw, I'm drawing a, I'm drawing a line in the sand now. I, 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 I tried to do it last month. You remember that when they yeah. announced it on like the Saturday or the Friday, and I had to try to track down everybody that already voted and try to get their votes on matches that nobody on earth cares about. <laughs> so I won't be doing that again because uh, it's not fair to the people who don't make it back. So mm -hmm. uh, anything that's announced by Friday will be fair game. Uh, but anything after that, fuck it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think I think that's it. I think you're right. Until next time. Keep it trashy. Keep it